0: cool Thanks for your love and support in advance. Simply click on the link in the show notes or on my website and it'll take you where you need to go.
1: Now on to the show Have you tried finding tickets for any live event lately? It's impossible to keep up and prices are crazy. That's why you have to check out Gold Star. Gold Star makes it easy to discover the best in live entertainment in your city with instant access to awesome events and special ticket deals. Concerts, live theater, comedy, dance, food fests, immersive experiences. You name it, Gold Star has access to special deals you won't find anywhere else with savings of 50% or more. Go to goldstar.com and use code DCPOD to save $10 on your first purchase. That's goldstar.com, code Pod to save Welcome
0: to the Prolific Writer Podcast, where speed's the name of the game. Follow an indie author and publisher and his guests as they share inspiration, tips, and advice on writing fast, writing often, and writing well, so you can do the same. Here's Ryan.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Ryan, your host for the prolific writer podcast. Really glad that you stopped by. However, you stopped by if you're listening on a train, you're running on the treadmill, you're at home doing dishes, maybe you're even listening to this podcast while writing the next great American novel. However, you found us really glad that you're here. My name is Ryan. I am your host. And this is our introductory first Inaugural episode that's pretty exciting isn't it? And I created this podcast because I've been a writer for many years and run a publishing company, and one of the podcasts that I constantly crave or the type of podcast I constantly crave, and one that I think was woefully neglected when I was coming up and beginning to write and think about publishing and this new indie world and digital publishing and ebooks and Uh, with the internet and all these things that are that are wonderful and ways to get our work out in the world is is how do we become more prolific? In other words, how do we write more? How do we write often? How do we write fast? How do we write well? And I really believe that being prolific is not a contradictory, that to write fast doesn't mean that you have poor quality or to have poor quality means you write fast. And, and I think there's a, there's a misnomer out there that, that somehow if we, we, we write a lot, that what we write isn't very good. Now, granted, when we write, uh, there's going to be a lot of that work obviously is not very good. If we're just learning, we're just starting out. We're throwing words on the, on the page. We're getting used to our own voice. We're getting used to sentences and verbs and adjectives and nouns and getting used to the language. And that can be, be an issue. But many people have said that, that we're created for story. And that if we've read a lot of books, which we probably have for most of our lives, and we've told a lot of stories, which we have most of our lives, because humans are storytellers by nature is that story is already ingrained in our heads and our minds. And so when you sit down to write a story, you're simply just telling that story as it comes out in your own voice and the, the, the way that you, you want it to come out. And, and so sometimes we, we, get, we get frozen because we're, we're thinking about all the things that we want to say and how we want to say it. And yet deep in the recesses of our, of our minds is story. And we know how to tell a story. And it's just a matter of getting it out and getting it out quickly. And so I've learned and, and really believed over the years as I've kind of honed my craft and as I've written a lot of books and, and produced a lot of words is that writing fast actually is a way to kind of outrun or outpace your inner critic. And so, as I said, when I was coming up, the, I really just wanted help in this area. I, I wanted someone to kind of help me and coach me and teach me and, and help me think through how, how can I become more prolific? How can I create more words than I do? How do I, how do I create more stories than I do? How do I get my words out into the world? And I want to say a couple things on that because I, I know when we think prolific, here's typically what we're, we're probably already thinking. Is that prolific means I write really fast, Maybe you handwrite, maybe you write on paper. That's how you tell your stories. Or or maybe you write with a word processor. Most of us do type on a, on a keypad or or a computer. But I think when we think prolific, we think someone who types really, really, really fast. And and I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not the fastest typer, um, or maybe it's typist. I'm not sure the correct term maybe 40 words a minute or so, not extremely fast. I can go a little faster and sometimes a little less. But what I found is that it's not about how fast you type. And if you are a really fast typist, that's, that's a benefit, but it's staying in the chair. It's typing consistently. It's it's getting those words, adding them up day after day, hour after hour. And, And before long, you realize that you have a lot of words, You have a lot of story that you've told you and maybe you're not a a storyteller. Maybe you don't write fiction, but maybe you write nonfiction and you obviously are telling a story through nonfiction as well. So, so whatever it is, it's not about typing fast. So as we kind of go through these episodes and have different guests on and talk about different prolific writers and creators and some, I, I would be willing to bet that most people, it's not because they're really fast typists It's this, they spend more time at it and they just continually add more words into the bank, add more words into the bank. And before long, as I said, you, you have something that's, that's worth sharing with the world. And and so again, there's tips and there's tricks and there's ways to get faster. And, And I think, but I think at the core of, of what we want this podcast to be is to get over the inner critic. That that gnawing, nagging voice in your head that just says, this is a pile of junk. You should not be doing this. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your energy. You, You should just go do something else. This is a big waste of time. And believe me, I am there most days. But somehow... I've managed to get through that inner critic. And I believe that one of the ways to get through that inner critic and to fight through that is just to continue to type, continue to write, continue to go ahead and and not worry about how good does it sound? Do I sound poetic? Do I sound smart? Do I sound eloquent? I, I think those are all the questions that that inner critic continues to ask. But, but here's the thing. If you want to be a prolific writer, you have to love to write. And I don't mean the the mechanics of writing. I don't mean your hands on a keyboard or your hands on a pencil and paper, but the joy of telling a story. The, the, the exuberance of, of saying, I have this idea. And there's a guy who does this thing. There's a woman who does this thing in this setting, in this place. And, and there's a lot of conflict. And this is going to happen. And this bad thing's going to happen. And they can't get what he wants. And whatever that story is, you just want to get it down on paper and there's great joy in that. And and I can't explain. I think if you're listening to this podcast, you you probably know what I'm talking about. People that are prolific people that are storytellers. It's it's just this thing that people don't understand. Like if you're not a writer, you just don't understand that you have to write these stories. You have to tell these stories. You can't shut it off. It's like breathing. And I know for me, uh, since, uh, being a little kid, uh, way back when I'm probably eight years old, nine years old, I think it was fifth grade. I have this vivid memory of writing class. We're in class and, and we ha- always had this free time. Um, and I don't know if it was free time. Maybe it was free time. I don't, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was just, it was an assignment, but, but we had to write stories. And, and this was in the day when we he had pe- paper and pencil in the back of the classroom, you go to the back of this bookcase, you grab this, this stack of paper and you just begin to write stories. And that's what our teacher wanted us to do. And, and and she didn't tell us what we had to write about. We just made up stories. And I remember me and my, my buddy, Jeremiah Brown, what a great name is we'd almost have a competition because that's what boys do is we have a competition about who can write the best stories. And and we just started writing page after page after page. And I, I remember just kind of feeling this euphoric feeling of this is amazing. My little eight year old, nine year old brain Writing uh, this this story about knights and castles and princesses, I, I remember it. Um, I wish I still had the story. I don't, but, but just page after page after page. And I remember thinking to myself, after a few weeks, we had done this many for many hours in in the classroom, is I had actually a pretty decent sized book. But you see, that's that's what it's this is about. I don't want us to get lost in the the mechanics of it. Because if it's just about mechanics and tips and tricks, it's not something that you can just train someone to do. And maybe we could train you to do it. Maybe we can teach you how to, how to type faster, write faster, and get, get over that inner critic. And, and we'll talk about all those things. But if there's no joy in doing this, there's no love in doing this, telling stories, writing stories, sharing your story with the world, whatever that story may be, it, it'll never sustain you. So I think it's important for us even at the beginning of our time together is to think through that. Why do you write? What drives you? Is there joy there? Is there is there is there great love of just telling stories? Because I think that if there is you you'll find the time. You'll make the time. And I want to say this too. I know I've talked about this isn't about just writing fast or learning mechanics of of how do we do that? And and we'll talk about that, but 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 it's also the reality that life is busy. And I'll say this. I, I have a, a full-time job. I have a wife and I have three small children. I'm, I'm a busy guy. I'm involved in my community. I, I do all kinds of things. It's not just writing, not just running a publishing company. I, I'm a busy guy. And I used to think that there's no way that I could write with a wife and with a kids, not just one, but three Involved with my neighbors, my community, my church. How how in the world am I going to f- find time to do this? Well, you know what I began to realize is that because I loved it so much, as I, I made time. And I call it writing in the cracks of your life. It is that you find the time, you make the time. I know for me, I'm I'm a little bit of a night owl. I know a lot of people say, well, you know, first thing in the morning." Right, and I, I do both. I have small children, so I'm up at the crack of dawn. But you write in the cracks of your life. You grab 30 minutes here, you grab 30 minutes there, you grab an hour at lunch. When, when the wife goes to bed, the, the husband goes to bed. the boyfriend girlfriend goes to bed. the kids go to bed. you, you grab a, a 15 minutes there 30 minutes there. you, you, you outline a story, you, you write a story, you finish that book, whatever it is, that there is time. If we're honest of how much time we spend on social media, if we're honest about how much time we spend watching Netflix, watching TV, some of those things have to be carved out and, 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 and changed. And I don't want this, this podcast again, to, to be a guilt trip. It's not meant to be that. I don't think that's helpful either. I don't think that motivates people. I know there's a lot of people say, well, if you just don't make the time then you are just not motivated, you shouldn't be a writer. And, And I think there's some truth to that, but I don't think guilt is ever a good motivator, but, but if there's a great joy, there's a great love, there's, there's a story you have to tell you will find the time. To write and become a prolific writer. We just finished up the tail end of NanoRIMO National Novel Writing Month, and, and so every year in November, crazy humans decide to write a, a rough draft of a novel, fifty thousand words in a month. That's uh, I think sixteen hundred and sixty-seven words a day. And I wrote uh, a novel this NanoRIMO, and I finished that novel in, in just under three weeks. And so it's a four-week thing, thirty days. I did it in, I think, 18, 19 days. And, and, and I'm saying that not to brag. I, I've actually done this four times now. I've completed three novels. But what I'm saying is I'm a full-time dad, a full-time husband. I have a full-time job. I run a publishing company. I, I write. I, I have friends. I have family. I have responsibilities. And I was able to finish. No excuses. But I will say, one of the things that I learned from this experience was I just loved the story. I, lo- I love the story that, that, I, that I thought up. It was just a fun story. I love the characters. I, I love the world. It, it, just was, it just made the writing that much better. Now, is this, it's this novel the next great American novel? Is it Hemingway? Is it Stephen King? No, not by a long shot. But it's my story. It's a fun story. It's a fun read. It's I'm in the process of editing. I I love just kind of what popped in my head and, and it deals with, with life. It deals with, and that's the other part about being prolific and, and thinking through that is the joy, but it, but it's also can be therapeutic in many ways. It, it deals with a, a, a young man who's, who's kind of in the process of, of starting college and he's working a summer job and looking for love. And it talks about heartache. It talks about divorce. It, it, it talks about the pain of friendships and dating and growing up and, it brought me back to even my own childhood, and and see that's what stories do it's really yourself that's in that story and, and granted we're writing it, making up these characters, but there's a lot of us in those places and, and and it brings you back and it makes you think. And, and it's amazing how much when, when, when I write stories and I, and I share my books, how many people say, wow, I I really learned something from that. Or I find myself when I read novels and I read stories, even nonfiction that you, you learn new things. So stories aren't just stories They they can be made up and they can be fantastical and they, they can be obviously fictional, but they teach us. And so being prolific, it's not just about writing fast and feeling good that you got, you know, thousands of words done today, but it's, it's about the joy of writing. It's about what we teach in our writing. It's how we inspire people in our writing. It's, it's therapeutic in our own lives can't tell you how many writers I, I talk to and how many authors I talk to that, that say that when they write it, it's such good therapy for them. It's ways to even maybe even express things they've never been able to even express to, the, to their own friends or their own family struggles. They've had ways of kind of working through things. And I, I think that's really important. I think that's really good. And I think that's a gift that even God's given us. I mean, we don't believe in God, but, but he's given us this, this, these creative outlets, why do people write stories? Why do people paint? Why do they make films? We're all trying to make sense of the world and we're we're trying to express it in our own way. And that's another thing with being prolific is, is there's your voice. And so being prolific is not going to be the same as being prolific as someone else. There isn't a formula, but you're going to have your own voice and your own way of doing it. And so I'm really excited to have different guests on and different people on to talk through that and what their process is and what they're learning about it, because you'll, you'll realize that it's not one way. And, and, a lot, and so a lot of this, hopefully, as you listen to, to different episodes, and as we kind of journey together is that you'll begin kind of finding your own way, finding your own process and, and how that works uh, for you. And so I, I know for me, my, my process has evolved quite a bit. When I, when I first started, I I remember one of the first challenges I had was, uh, the NaNoWriMo, uh, quite a few years back was I was going to attempt to do NaNoWriMo. I was going to write a novel in in one month, 50,000 words. And I thought in my head, okay, I got, here's, I got an idea seed of a story. I'll just start writing and see what happens. Now I'm typically not a huge outliner. And I do a little bit of outlining, but not not that much. It's usually just a kind of an idea, maybe some characters, maybe uh you know, situation, a setting. But but not much else. And, and if I do outline, it's just kind of a, a sentence here, a sentence there. It just kind of keep me going and gives me ideas. I, I don't wanna kinda of lock myself in to to just following an outline. It's kind of boring to me. I wanna kinda of discover the story as I go. But I remember the first time I did NaNoWriMo, and, and this is probably a lesson learned for all of us, is, is that I had no plan, really. I, it, was very, it was a little too vague. And, and so when it was too vague, what happened was I got to about 20,000 words and I just kind of petered out and I had no idea where I was going, what the story is about, and I just kind of gave up. And see, the, the lesson learned is it's not that you need a, a robust 5,000-word outline. Maybe that works for you. Some people that, that does, depending on maybe what you're writing or what you're doing. I know for me, when I'm doing nonfiction, I need a, a, a bigger outline, a lot more research. It's probably one of the reasons that nonfiction drives me crazy. It's just so much more detailed and research and all that. That's why I love fiction. It's a little more freeing. But but the lesson learned is, is finding your way, what works for you. And so I found my way. And, and one of the things I learned was that I'm not a full-on, pantser. So I'll just kind of make it up and just go, but I'm also not a full on plotter and outlining and details and things like that. It's, I just need a little, a uh, uh, kind of enough to get me going. And so that was a, that was a learning lesson. So the, the following year when I did NaNoWriMo again was, I had a little more of a character, a little more setting, a little more conflict, a little more outline. And I was able to kind of get through the story and, and, and see where it went. And, and it gave me a lot of freedom I mean, the story was nowhere what I thought it would be, and, it, and that's part of the exciting part of discovering a story. And I find that even in nonfiction, you can still discover the story or discover the, the theme of a nonfiction book. Most nonfiction I've written have taken all kinds of different aberrations by the time I'm done. It, it can be a, a completely different book. I mean, I've set out to write one book and ended up being a totally different one. So that's not the point. And, and so the the point is is discovering and finding yourself and what works for you. And and so I hope uh, the advice that you hear is just advice, just principles, not nothing that that is gospel law. But things you can take away and things you can learn from. I know the the podcasts I listen to, I know the books I read, the people I talk with, I'm always learning something from them. And it doesn't mean I, I take everything from them and, and use it. I, I know one thing I've I've heard lately is a lot of people like to handwrite their stories. I, I just I can't. I've tried. My my penmanship is too bad. I write too slow. I, I just don't enjoy that. Now I love handwriting outlines. I love just kind of jotting down notes. I think it engages a different part of your brain. But 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 the reality is that, you know, I, I learned something maybe what I'm not good at. And so, as we journey together and as we walk together, that there's gonna be so much to learn and so many principles to to apply and I want to add add something else is that I also really am passionate about this podcast, the prolific writer podcast, because I want you to be prolific because I think in this day and age, we need to be more prolific and there's a couple of reasons why, I and mean, there might be reasons that that you might not be thinking when you think prolific. And, and one, I just want to say what it's not. And, and being prolific is not about making money. I think in this day and age, you do have to be more prolific if you do want to make a living and you do want to make a career out of this. If you do want to make some money from your books. And I know some of us listening well, might be just hobbyists and just hey, I just got one book in me and I want to write that or a couple. I'm not really worried about it. I love my day job or, or what have you. There'll be others that say, I I can't stand my job. I want to write. I think I'm called to do that and want to do that full time and make, make that a living. And, and, and again, you're going to have to be prolific. You're going to have to write a lot, but I don't want the motivation to be money to say, well, I'm just going to write a lot so I can make a lot of money because, because here's the thing with, with writing here, I'll I'll let you know a secret. Nobody knows why certain books do well. Nobody knows. When books hit New York Times bestseller list and USA, Times, USA Today bestseller list, no one really knows why. Most of the bestsellers came out of nowhere. I mean, editors didn't see it coming. Companies didn't see it coming. Very rarely does anyone say, oh, this is a bestseller. Nobody knows why the, 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 the broader public grabs onto a, some books and others they don't. And, and I also say this, that, that writing and reading books is very, very subjective, Books you love, others hate. Books you hate, others love. But you have a unique voice. And, and, and so we don't know why certain books take off. We don't know why certain books are grabbed onto. But, but I will say that those that do make a living and, and those that, that want to make a living with their writing, or supplement their income or, or um, just continue to produce a lot of work, is they're prolific. And they stick around. Those that write a book here, a book there, maybe they, they got a publishing deal. They wrote a book, a book there. Most of them aren't around anymore. Wrote that one book, got that big paycheck. And then that was it. They weren't prolific. And and some of that, the reason a lot of people aren't prolific or had to find other ways is because if you have a traditional publishing deal, you can't be prolific because when you write a book, that book's probably not going to come out of the bookshelf until for at least 18 months or more. And so what do you do in the meantime? You can write another book. Some people do, some people don't. But see, with the new indie world and so many people going to the indie route and the small press route and and the self-publishing route is that, that it's not just about writing one book and then waiting 18 months or 20, you know, two years or 24 months or whatever, but it's writing that next book, telling that next story one of my favorite authors and one of my inspirations even for this podcast is is author named Dean Wesley Smith and he he's a great author and um he's written under a lot of pen names so you may know him you may not but he's written a lot of Star Trek books and but he's written a ton of his own stuff and he's probably one of the most prolific modern writers that we have i mean he he produces multiple novels stories uh per month that's unbelievable he writes his own magazine and each magazine's all his works he has a, a couple of novels in there, tons of short stories, articles. All every month he writes them himself, and he's extremely prolific. And he talks about these things all the time. And he says that the reason he's still around is because he's prolific. Is he writes his stories, and then he goes to the next one, and he doesn't obsess over that that story. See, that's what happens: is we get this this novel, we we finally finish one, we finally finish that nonfiction book, and then. We massage it and we we caress it and we think it's the best thing that's ever happened and we market it and we talk about it for years and months or maybe it just sits in a drawer or, or what have you. But we never move on to the next one. We never start writing that next book. We never start outlining that next book. And so we just worry about that one. And and, and what that can do is that can lead to all kinds of problems is is one is we'll we'll start editing that book and we'll just edit it and edit it and edit it and and polish it and polish it and polish it. And we'll never send it out. We'll never publish it. We'll never try to get it published or, or whatever avenue you take It just sits in the drawer. And then we're just obsessing over that one book, thinking that one book is the book. But again, as I said, we just don't know why certain books hit and certain books don't. So we need to start writing that next book. If you're familiar with the self-publishing podcast, the the guys, um, Johnny and, and Dave and and Sean Platt, they 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 have a great um company, Sterling and Stone and self-publishing podcast. They wrote a book called Write, Publish, Repeat. And that's exactly what you need to do, is you need to write, you need to publish it, you need to repeat over and over and over again and, and see what those stories will do. And I, I'm I'm willing to say you keep doing that month after month, year after year. One of your stories is going to hit. Now that doesn't mean it's going to be a best seller by any means, but people will find you and they'll find your voice and they'll find your stories and they'll find what you're offering for the world. And they say, I really like this guy. I like this gal. There's, there's something good here. And so being prolific, as I, I said a while ago, is is it's not about making money, but if you, you want to work and you want to be creative in this day and age is, is you do have to produce some work. And we don't need to get obsessed over that piece of work, that book, that story. But to continue to write, continue to produce new things, continue to be stressed, continue to be challenged. And, and that's that's the fun of it. That's the joy. That's what I was talking about. That's the joy of what could this story be? And that's one of the reasons I write in so many genres is, is I, I don't like to be hemmed into one kind of story. I write nonfiction. I write fiction. I, I write different... Uh, kind of fiction, crime fiction, and and, and I write some, some suspense, working on some sci-fi, all all kinds of different kinds of stories because it just interests me. It's just it's it's fun. It's it's different, right? The future, the past, young people, old people, diverse people, what, whatever they are. there's every story, every setting is is different. I'm working on a uh, on a book right now that that's that's set in a kind of a troubled youth home. With a with a bunch of teenagers, kind of the end of the world story, and seeing where that goes, might include some zombies. Who knows? But but it's so fun just exploring these characters and their backstories and who they are and what they've done. And and, and as I write it, I, I realize uh, these are people I know. <laughs> some of these people are me. So so being prolific isn't about making money, but being prolific is essential for the day in which we live. Now l- let me s- put a positive on that is. You may say, "Well, that's that's is that just for today? Is that a new thing?" And I am going to say, "No, by no means." Now you you can have the anomaly the anomaly, anomaly writer to kill a mockingbird author. I am blanking on her name right now, um, but she only wrote two books in her lifetime. Actually, one I think, and maybe one and a half, and maybe she finished the second one. And hey, maybe you write that great American novel and you never have to write again. But most of us won't. But but look at the, the the mainstream authors today. Look at uh Stephen King. He's written like seventy stories or more. I think fifty plus novels, maybe sixty now, hundreds of short stories. Look at James Patterson, the guy writes fifteen books a year. Probably close to a hundred books out there, I I believe. All different genres. Writing middle grade now, all kinds of things, prolific. Dean Wesley Smith I mentioned. He's written hundred literally hundreds of books in his lifetime in the last thirty, forty years. Hundreds of novels, short stories. Look at Lee Child, he's I think he's on his twentieth novel in the last ten, fifteen years. A novel a year or two or more. Mike Connolly, crime writer. Go go back to some of the, the the kind of old school writers. I say old school, but you know, older than us, but Harris Ellison and um Heron Ellison and um uh, Heinlein and, and uh um Isaac Asmakoff and Bradbury. I mean Asmakoff wrote five hundred stories. I mean that's insane. Didn't do a lot of rewriting, didn't do a lot of extra editing. Why? He was prolific. He just went on to the next story, he didn't obsess over that one story. I think that's a huge lesson. I mean, just look, and they're they're all prolific. And and here's the thing. All the ones that stuck around, they were all prolific. I was listening to a a podcast earlier today, and he was talking about being prolific. And he said, you know, those that want to write, that really want to write, will write. And they'll hang in there, and they'll fall on their face, but they'll keep writing. And they'll keep writing, and they'll keep writing. And and they're going to make it. Because it seems like those that just hang in there and are prolific, they make it. They'll, they'll find a little community. They'll find a group that likes their works and, and, and they'll make a, a maybe a, a nice little living sharing those stories. And, and part of it is just the simple fact that they're prolific. It doesn't mean they're the best writers in the world. It has nothing to do with that. But they tell good stories, and there's, there's stories that people resonate with. And, that, and that's the thing, is that you have your unique voice. I think we play so much comparison game and say, I have to be the, the Stephen King, the James Patterson, the, the Lee Child, the Asmakoff, who, whoever. And we, we play that comparison game, and, and, and then we, we compare ourselves, and we, we, we say, well, I want to be like that, and there, there's something about that. But that's just unique to, to those people and their voice. If people could just mimic them they they would, and people have, and it doesn't work, but your voice is what people need to hear, your way of putting the words together, your stories and that's what's exciting is that there's there's an endless opportunity and there's endless possibility because your voice is unique because my voice is unique. And so you can't sweat the, sweat it. You can't worry about, oh man, look at them, look at them. One of the great things about the writing community and the publishing community that I love is that it's not a competition. It's not, well, I gotta, I gotta hit this market or I gotta, I gotta win this market. The, 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 there is no market. I, I gotta be the best sci-fi writer. I gotta be the best thriller writer. I gotta write the best nonfiction and spiritual books, wh- whatever it is. You know, there's really no new stories under the sun. People just write them with their own voice and their own ways, and that's what makes them new and fresh. No one's going to find the next great story and make something up and say, well, no one's ever thought of that. It's already been done. It's just been done in a different way and said in a different way in a different setting. Every story has these commonalities to it. The thing with nonfiction is people get stressed. Well, there's, you know, what else are we going to say in nonfiction? Well, the, the, the thing is, why nonfiction books keep coming out is because it's just people saying the same thing in different ways with a different voice, with different experiences, with a different angle. And that's the beauty of it. You're never going to run out of ideas. So being prolific, isn't about money being prolific is about the joy of writing. Being prolific is about writing because you love to write, bringing your own voice to the table being prolific is also about being the one who's going to be around when, when everyone else kind of starts fading away. And and that's the exciting part too, is, is that there's always a new generation of writers because the old generation, they die just like we're going to die. And so there needs to be new stories in the world. Stories aren't going away. They're going to take on different shapes and different sizes. They're going to come through different mediums. Obviously we've seen that we've, we've moved away from the campfire We tell stories less face-to-face as we once did, but we still do daily. But you know, we have eBooks now, we have print books, we have TV, we have movies, digital stories. We're going to tell stories in different ways, but we're always going to be telling stories. And so this, this podcast, I've kind of just ranted a little bit and raved a little bit, kind of gone all over and that's okay. That's a little bit of how this podcast will be. But we'll, we'll have different subjects and different topics and different people to interview. And we'll, we'll deal with, with different subjects in more detail, of course. But in the end, what I want this podcast to be and what, what I hope it will be is to be that podcast that I always wanted, it, wanted that I never had. It's just to continue to think through how can I be more prolific? How can I get more words out? How can I fight through the critic? And the main critic is me. And that inner voice. And that voice that tells me, Oh, you just can't do it. You're not good. It's a terrible story. You're not a good writer. Just hang it up. It's, it's what Stephen Pressfield talks about, that resistance. He talks about that in the war the, the war of art. It's that resistance. When we get up in the morning and we just oh social media, I, I gotta check that out. I, I gotta have my coffee. I gotta walk the dogs. I I, I gotta do this. I got to do that, but I'm not going to stick my butt in the chair and start writing. It's just that resistance. It's just that I have nothing to say. I have, I have nothing good, good to do. Why am I doing this? this is a waste of time? It's that resistance that we have to fight through. And so hopefully this podcast will be that encouragement, this, this, this kind of weekly encouragement that we can do it, that we can fight through it, that we can be prolific. We continue to tell those stories, We're going to fall on our faces. We're going to stumble along. But hopefully the different voices that come on the show and and my own voice and things I'm learning that that I I hope you find helpful will help us get over that resistance and get over that hump. So that we can continue to write and that, that we can continue to write fast and we can write often, but we can also write well. Stories that people want to read, stories people want to enjoy, books people want to enjoy. And I think there'll be times too where we don't have just writers on here. I think there'll be times where just being prolific in those creative fields and how to produce work and ship work and fight that resistance. Because I think it just applies on a lot of levels. I think it just applies in life. There's so many excuses. I I, I always, I I hate hearing, um, you know, friends and family and neighbors when, you know, I'd I'd really love to do this. I'd really love to do that. And just never really put in the time to actually do it, whatever that thing is. And so hopefully whatever that project is, whatever that dream is, whatever that goal is, whatever that, that, that thing that's just kind of stirring in you that you just would love to do. Maybe it's starting that podcast, writing that book, learning that hobby, learning a skill, doing something with your kids, doing something with your family, whatever it is. Maybe this podcast would be a little bit of inspiration for that, to, to be prolific, to, to put in the time, to put in the effort like I said, I I, I'm a, I'm a newbie in many ways in this. I, I've been writing six, seven years consistently. I've been writing my whole life, but 11 books so far, probably I think by next end of next year, probably 19 books or so running a publishing company, bringing other writers in sharing work. I don't think that's that impressive compared to people. I know compared to others but it's a start. It's, I would say in many ways I'm, I'm fairly prolific and I have room to grow, but I know that's things I've learned. And that's important for me is, is, is to fight that resistance, to put those words down and, and, and to, to find those cracks in my life where I can, I can find those 500 words or those thousand words or those 2000 words on a good day or, or, or those writing sprints where maybe you get in 3000, 4000, 5000 words and move that book along, and that's the exciting part. And the exciting part is is when you, when it's all said and done, and all the the time and the energy, and then you get to hold that book in your hand, or you get to share it with a friend, or somebody buys it on Amazon or, or wherever your books are. That's the joy of it. Is not only was it the joy of writing for yourself, but also saying, "Well, now somebody's actually going to go enjoy that themselves," and that makes it all worth it. I always said when I when I started writing. And actually started sharing my work, not just writing for myself and hiding it on my computer. But when I began to share it, as as I always just said, you know, if, if one person, literally one person other than my family read my work, it would be very, very satisfying. But I would also say with that is my goal is never to write for other people. It's always been and probably always will be. I write for myself. Because I've always told friends when they ask me about that is, is especially when I do nonfiction is I, I, I write for myself because I'm, I'm learning through the process. It's, it's something I'm struggling with is something I want to know answers to. And so I, I begin to kind of wrestle through and that's how I express myself as I as I write. Even when I write fiction, it's the same thing. It's I write for myself. It's I'm learning something about myself. I'm learning, I'm dealing with issues that, that I've gone on in my life. And so it's always about myself. And, and, and I mean, that sounds really selfish. It's not meant to be selfish. But it's the joy that I have of just telling these stories and the things I get to learn and the things I'm inspired by and the things I, I just want to think through a little bit more. And granted, the, as, as people read those stories, and they do, that's even better. But don't get obsessed with who's going to read it, who's not. Because as I said earlier, I just have no idea why people read it, what we what we produce and why some love it and some hate it. We'll, we'll maybe never figure that out. But, but don't do that. Don't obsess over that. Because you need to write for you. You need to write for the joy of writing and being prolific. Writing fast, writing often, writing well. It can be done. So I'm Ryan. I'm your host. I am writer of fiction, nonfiction, owner of Rock House Publishing, and this is what this show is sponsored by, Rock House Publishing. You can go to rockhousepublishing.com. You can see some of our titles there. If you want to get on the email list, please do so, and you can subscribe uh, as well. You can get the the latest podcast updates and episodes as they are launched, new releases of books. We're also going to just fill that our site – with tons of writing tips and inspiration, um, and ideas. We're going to have a a lot more courses going on and, and, um, books being written there. There's a lot of things in the hopper as we kind of launch out. We just wanted to launch. We just wanted to kind of get things out. We, we, we've been up and going for, for four years or so, but, um, just kind of relaunching our website and this podcast is a new idea. And so hopefully it'll be helpful taking all the things that we've learned along the way. Um, And we also have a team of of creative people, um, cover designers and designers and editors and writers and things. And if you have questions about writing or publishing or want to talk to us about that, please shoot us an email um, hello at rockhousepublishing.com. That's all on the website. You can find us on social media too. Love to hear from you. Love to know what's going on. Also, one of the things that, that would really help me and help us a, a lot is if there's anyone that you'd like on the show, or if there's any topic or subject you'd like us to discuss on the show, uh, love to, to, to hear that you can find, again, find us on, uh, Facebook or Twitter, email us, leave a comment in the show notes and, and we can uh, get back to you. Also, if you get a chance, uh, leave a review uh, with iTunes when it's up and live so that more people can find the show. And hopefully it it blesses and and helps a lot of uh, writers that want to be prolific. And so, well, hey, thanks for stopping by and uh, really glad that you came. And hopefully this is a good start to where we're headed. And I look forward to walking with you and walking together as we become more prolific in our writing. We'll talk to you real soon.
0: Thanks for stopping by the Prolific Writer Podcast. Please leave a review on iTunes so we can help more writers share their stories with the world. And head over to rockhousepublishing.com for books, resources and other writing and publishing tips. See you next time.
1: Have you tried finding tickets for any live event lately? It's impossible to keep up, and prices are crazy. That's why you have to check out Gold Star. Gold Star makes it easy to discover the best in live entertainment in your city with instant access to awesome events and special ticket deals, concerts, live theater, comedy, dance, food fests, immersive experiences,